Welcome to the Exponential Potential podcast with your hosts, Claire Oatway and Jennifer Evans, with expert guests sharing inspiring and uplifting stories, groundbreaking, rule-shaking ideas, fresh perspective, powerful top tips and tools on an array of topics designed to help you thrive in all areas of life. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Exponential Potential and today we are talking with my fabulous co-host and expert of the day, harmonizing love and leadership and the role of life partners in professional success and this month is all about relationships and love and we've um, we've just had two incredible episodes one around embracing healing and letting go of those past hurts and loves that's episode 72 and the other one the power of self-love and nourishing your soul so it goes much deeper than self-care and we've got another episode coming up all around intimacy so this is just such a perfect fit and it's not often we we mention our partners but I think we really want to focus on celebrating our partners and the importance of that relationship in within professional success. So welcome, Claire. How are you, darling? Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. And I've got to say, I am I'm really enjoying this month and this focus. We, you know, kind of there are no little hearts and chocolates and flowers. There's none of that. It's true love. It's just yummy. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying this season. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I am too. I mean, it's all, it is, it's just, as it, it is nourishing our soul, isn't it? It's a cellular and soul level with the things that we've been discussing through, month, through this month. So I uh, highly recommend you check out all our episodes. And I think moving forward as well to sort of incorporate relationships more and more, um, work, you know, talking about relationships. And we do a lot, but I think coming from that place of kindness and respect and compassion. Um, I mean, we are truly on a mission to make a difference and to help mm. empower other women to make a difference, aren't we? Um, it's, it's and so it starts cool. starts with relationships. Yeah. And it starts with love so I don't know if I've ever told you a few years ago um I was supporting there's a there's an annual review of public health of the city and all of the data gets pulled together and you know I was involved in that as an exercise and I got poo-pooed I got poo-pooed I know me as an expert to bring love to the table and it's not silly so Philip's um healthcare They've been doing work for decades around what creates good health uh, for individuals and communities. And, you know, they talk about access to water. They talk about access to nutrition and exercise. But right up there is love and connection. It's such a, a strong marker of your vitality and your success, whether it be um, with 
you know, self-love as we've, we've uncovered or universal love or with partners or with family or with pets or with friends. It's so important and it's not fluffy. It's really important to us as humans. It, and it, it is it's such a powerful force. It, it is. I mean, that we talked about the power of love and the power of self-love, but it, it truly is a, a powerful, powerful source that creates so much freedom and space and compassion and kindness. And it has a massive impact on all of your relationships, you know, to your, as you said, to yourself, to everybody in work and it doesn't mean that love is going around kissing and cuddling everybody it's coming from that heart space where you can create more understanding for others and compassion is you know love and compassion are so intricately tied in together you you can't have compassion without love so yeah it is such a powerful tool to use um and and it just fills you with joy oh, for, for sure for sure so, for sure yeah 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 so we're going to be talking about the importance of supportive partners and um some of us may not have those supportive partners but maybe looking at ways of how to create a more supportive environment um and navigating the ambitions you know professional ambitions within a partnership because that can be a little bit rocky as well can't it um, especially when the ego gets involved and our identities and roles. Um, communication, we all know how important communication is, and sharing values and goals. Um, and then we'll see where this flows and what else we can talk about, but uh, we might be able to get into some of the case studies and personal experiences as well. Um, so, uh, oh, yeah. In Indeed, and and also we had a we had a pre chat about trigger warnings uh, because we are going to share what works. We have been open and candid about what hasn't worked in our lives, <laughs> and I've definitely kissed a lot of frogs and and been through a lot of pain and distress at different times. Um, and even in this current relationship, it's yeah, it goes up and down and up and down. Um, but we want to celebrate uh, how you can grow together um and I and I'm going to cheekily celebrate my husband Stefan um we've been together now as a couple for 20 years uh married for 19 um and yeah we've we've had so many adventures together and independently um and so yeah I kind of want to bring some of our little yeah, what's worked for us to mm-hmm. inspire others and encourage others? Yes, because you do hear. I mean, I'm I'm from a, a family of divorcees. <laughs> um, my mum and dad, my three brothers, my sister, myself, all of us have been divorced at least once. So coming from that background is really hard to believe that it's possible to have a really loving, connected, respectful, fulfilling relationship in all, on all levels. Um, and we both know that's possible. And it took me a while to get there. But um, yes. So 
Um, I want to ask, how do, so how do part, how do you create that support um, from a partner? What What is, or let me reword that, what is the importance of having a supportive partnership? So I think one of the most important elements is at the outset to be clear about who you are and and where you want to go in, in life. As I say, I met Steph when um, I was 29. Uh, so I'd been through a couple of long-term relationships before then and everything else like that. And um, I remember... Uh, I remember in, in those earlier elements, I was in a real professional flow. So I was working hard um, and we had our first overseas holiday to, to Milan and I'd been working till 10 o'clock at night beforehand to get things done in order to go. But he'd been really patient and you know, I'd been you know, describing how much I got from work and you know, how, it, how it enriches me, how I really want to show what I can do. Um, many of those many of those aspects and and while we were away um enjoying the Italian vino <laughs> which is very nice um <laughs> that night we we you know we, we kind of got into this track and it's like oh you know if you want to be with me um you've got to know that I work hard this is what I'm about I really want to discover what I can do in life I really want to um push myself and you know get promoted and and keep growing and you know and this whole sense this defensive sense really of like this is who I am love me or not um and his words were I know that's why I want to marry you and that was Steph's proposal in this middle of this massive like monologue about how important work is and it just like stops you in your tracks. I burst into tears, of course, and then made him ask again another day. Um, but it, but it was it was part of the contract from the start. Was that yes, you know, kind of this whether it was their own work, and you know, we've talked about how damaging that has been at times to me. But but work gave me an identity and a sense of self. Mm. It gave me a, it gives me. A drive and it gives me joy and it it's a way that I fulfill my purpose and so bringing that through to say yeah, actually love all aspects of me and be here with me um a really a really key and then reinforce you know checking back in against that for you both throughout your journey so you know the Sunday afternoon walks you know, just out in nature and imagining what you would do or talking about the next steps. And each of those are kind of reaffirming your own individual ambition, being present and listening to your partner's ambitions, and then jointly weaving your next steps. Um, I know that our parents, for example, um, they were both very much in each other's pockets all of the time whereas Steph and I have kept real independence so we've we've explored things independently but come back and we've explored things and and come back um so that 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 space has been there but we've we've always 
come back together in those goals to keep moving forward. Yeah, so I think it's voice, voicing what you what you want, isn't it? It's talking about this is the way I am, this is the what I want. And when I find it's also when we're younger, there's a lot more energy, we're a lot more focused on our careers because that's where there's a lot of work that needs to be done and a lot of our time is spent at work. So I think it's, it, it, you know, setting the expectations at the right level. And you use the word patience, having patience for each other and each other's growth and journey. Um, and I love to, you know, just, and, sh and we are all different. So the fact that you found someone that was your match that loved that about you and wanted that. So many of us go into a relationship where we're like, well, that's going to change. That's going to change. But what you'll say, what, what works is actually don't need to change. Just have some awareness and communication and keep checking in on how is everything, you know, how is it going? Are we on the same page still? Uh, and making sure you still have that quality time together. Yeah, and I think it actually starts before then. So I didn't intend to meet Steph. I was competing internationally in rowing. So I joined a gym um, and he was there and he liked motorbikes and I liked motorbikes. And, you know, we went to the opening of a local motorbike shop. Um, but what I saw in him really quickly was somebody uh, well, who liked motorbikes, but also somebody that had a really strong um, work ethic. We grew up not in the same part of town, but you know, our families were quite similar. Um, he'd actually lost six stone through uh, Weight Watchers, so you know, tremendous amount, really. And it, and I just really admire that determination and that direction and that drive and the the desire to not be passive in life. And that was something that I, you know, I just tapped into in terms of competing so it meant that he understood my drive as well so so as well as being clear about where you know I came from we we started with common values um and common respect for each other um which which was so key yeah I think having shared values is sort of the foundation of a relationship if you don't have the same shared values, you, you're kind of a bit in trouble, really. <laughs> so how, how do you go about navigating professional ambitions with a partnership? So the, the dynamics of balancing, you, you know, you're, you're obviously ambitious and still are and with a lot of drive. So how do you balance working late or working, you know, a lot of hours and and creating a fulfilling relationship now that's that can be quite tough <laughs> i've got to say but actually um during our time together both of us have grown independently in our careers so um 10 years ago this year steph took on the family business uh and I took on bigger and bigger roles 
at a time when we had a small child as well. So so we've both been growing and um and the reason I bring that to the table is is often one of the models that I see work is where one part of the couple takes a step back a little bit while the other shines and then you know then you've got this ebb and flow that sometimes doesn't get achieved. Um so we do have different approaches on the day-to-day. So while Steph has the drive, he doesn't do the hours. And I do the hours partly because I get lost in what I do. I also have no concept of time. So if I go, oh, it'll be 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes. that's a disaster. Because it won't take 20 minutes for a human being anyway. But also because of my natural curiosity I'll get lost in that time um so he's an absolute you know the number of times I've turned up late for food or (laughs) rushed around um and that's just on a practical day-to-day basis but we've supported each other to achieve objectives and push each other forward so um one of the things for example is Steph really wanted to race motorbikes and it had been a, a dream of his for, for ages and you know he'd been experimenting with it but but could you know there were all sorts of barriers um so I bought a transit van this really dodgy old transit van <laughs> for a few hundred quid um say so, right well we're going racing this is the last step um so he did you know he he'd gone from the track days to do a season of competitive bike racing you know while you know, we both set out together he'd supported me in terms of the rowing so at times he'd come to different meets if they were in the UK and we'd you know we'd go swanning off um so he'd have the balance of being around and supporting and being a hearing post for the other person in their careers but also um enabling and supporting some of those other personal ambitions and and growth and taking joy in in doing that celebrating what we achieved together um when i studied my mba uh, which was three and a half years of extra work on top of a full-time busy job yeah i was stuck upstairs in the home office and he built a kit car in the garage and kind of so it's just like a you're going to do that well I I could sit on the settee and be really cross and bored and lonely but he was kind of man who said "Um, no I'm going to do something that I want to do so while I was doing that he built kit car and it's grown since then and I I mean again the balance there is because there's two things that come to mind there one is sometimes people lose themselves in work that their work becomes so it starts their work is become so important to them it then has a detrimental effect on the relationship but what you're saying is and also the fact that you're enjoying what you're doing at work as well um so how do you determine the balance between doing too much at work and not doing enough in the relationship without sacrificing your personal goals well and what I'd throw in there as well is is the identity and the feedback 
So if you're thriving in work, you get the feedback. People recognize it. People respect you or admire you or you're invited to do extra things. You take on extra projects. Um, so you get a lot of reinforcement from there, which is different than the relationship at home. So sometimes you kind of go, well, actually, the cheese is here, the cheese is here, the cheese is here, and can lose that at home. Um, but it's but Steph's approach can be very often, don't forget that you're important. And he obviously didn't put it that way. It's like, it would be like, you're just a number to them. Um, but don't forget that you're important and don't forget that we want to see you and your time. So as work was taking off, um, one of the tactics that I did is that I had a virtual assistant help for a little while to make things happen. So to find us a different restaurant or, you know, a weekend away because, you know, just, you know, 10, 15, 20 quid on, on Olivia helping me find that helped me to be a better wife while I was being distracted at the office or I'd buy a present for Steph or the house and, you know, kind of use, use that as a love language to say, even though I'm here at times, my focus is still here and I still want to enrich it in a way that I can. And I know you've talked about your story around um, burning out and things. So at what point did that happen? And, you know, because you've got... You're still you're spending time with Steph, and he's happy with what you're doing, and the, you know. But uh, this is what. Where do you feel that you miss the red flags in going too far and putting too much of yourself into your work environment? Um, I think that uh, that had come. So where I was investing energy in work and then investing energy in our relationship and investing energy in family life as well, because I'm a mum, one of the things that I was doing less was investing in myself. Um, right. Yeah, and, and it would start to show up in little ways, like if, if my toenail polish is out of sync, then it's a... Well, hang on a second. <laughs> it's just like little markers like that say, you need to take best care of yourself. Look at the state of your toes. Which <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, again, you know, you, you could call that a Kanban marker, really, couldn't you, if you were applying <laughs> lean management theory. Um, but I've kind of been overriding a lot of that. Um, and similarly, uh, my emotional state, so my levels of irritation, you know, Steph was definitely picking up and on the receiving end of of that often. Mm. Um, and and similarly, one of the other aspects is that for women, not for all women, but the leadership roles and corporate environments are very often a heavy masculine directive energy. And so there'd be this natural read across that I would bring that through at home and 
trying to be the boss at home to get things going, which with a strong you know, masculine energy as well, <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, and then similarly, uh, if you look at the converse of feminine energy of re receiving as well, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't let him help. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really open up or ask for help. At, at the time so you know that that definitely um that definitely had been a contributing element um so, so there was elements of you being very very independent yeah in that I can do this all I can do it by myself and then when you're offered help like no I, I'm fine I'm fine I don't need your help I'm good because there was an element of would you say there's an element of um, my, your mind, your ego sort of coming into play about, no, I can do this by myself. And that whether was there, was there an element of needing to prove that you could do it all by yourself as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, that because that, that's the hyperachiever in me is mm. the, the needing to prove because the validation is an external validation, you know, that, that wire. It wasn't developed in me um but it, at some point it starts to flip to I can do it by myself look I, I'm doing it by myself and it's like god why do I have to do everything by myself so yeah. it it flips when you've when you've over when you've gone over the, the red flags for too long so it's really finding that balance and also having a lot of self-awareness and then the other big element here that sort of comes in is the importance of open communication mm. and and both with having those shared goals um and goals within your workplace but also goals within your relationship yeah yeah that, well and don't forget that um again I've been open about this we as a couple, we've been through the fertility process. We've been through the adoption process. And we've been through the post-adoption process. <laughs> you know, and and um, Disneyland, they ain't, but they are just as much fun. <laughs> you know, overall. So, and and each of those were a testament to our strength together, and invested in our bond together so we 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 knew that um if we were open to each other we can achieve anything together anything we truly desire um and and truly need mm. so so you forget that in the realm of busyness <clears throat> because you don't allow time for self-awareness because you're too busy catching up or making up for things that you've missed or you're dashing around um so it's definitely something that we try to bring through a lot more um both on an individual level and and on a group level so um so for example we introduced a fizz friday which would be a stop on a friday and celebrate together but celebrate each other's and recognize what each other's doing and just encouraging each other to to grow and not miss the small achievements and you know almost like these are all blessings that are coming into our house together 
Mm. Yeah, and I think the celebration is an, an element of appreciation and gratitude, isn't it? And that's one of the key areas that both men and women need in a relationship is to appreciate each other. And by celebrating it, you you do that, don't you? And I just want to be a bit cheeky. Um, and talking of celebrations and celebrating your partner, I believe that there's another area where you would like to um, celebrate Stefan and one of his successes, what he's recently achieved. So, <clears throat> so I mentioned that Steph's taken on his business 10 years ago um, from his dad and his dad has owned it for you know, 25 years or so. Um, but this year, Steph's up for family business of the year, um, which is a UK competition. We're, we're up for the final 10 across South, Southwestern Wales, um, which is so exciting. <clears throat> we're up against Thatcher's Cider, which is not exciting. But again, it's, it's a huge, like, it's, well, Thatcher's Cider there. And Stefan, look, look at what you've done. Um, and nationally, Furniture Village, which is like a, a huge brand in the UK in terms of furniture yeah. store, they're they're one of the shortlisted for London. <laughs> That's that is incredible. <laughs> so, how are you? You're talking about celebrating each other and appreciate. So, how are you celebrating your success? How do you celebrate that? How do you appreciate? Um, show your appreciation so so the first cheek of it was the fact that I put the nomination in for him which was like I can I see you I see how hard you're working you know and it's just I know it's cheeky it's like wife's wife nominates her husband for his hard work and celebrates him um but why not well yeah it comes from you know there. yeah the it comes and it's coming it and recognizing yeah. it and he is doing really well it's coming from that place of love and compassion and understanding instead of you're always, you know, why are you working so hard? What about me, 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 me? And, I've been and again, because, to... you, because, because, sorry, because you're such a good match and you communicate so much and you have the shared values, you can come from that place, can't you? I, well, I so you need that's to a, so that's an amazing way to, yes, yes. Big but, cheerleader. Love it. So, um, so it's meant that I've written to clients as well and asked them for quotes because we've still got to put in nominations. There's a mm -hmm. public vote, so we'll have details on how you can vote on this on this by. Um, but it's a public vote, so I'm you know using it as an opportunity to to promote the business, of course, and and all of the achievements over the last thirty five years. Um, but also as a, I mean, it's it's awesome. I've even written to King Charles to say, see you, see you and your family business. I really honour what you do. You inspire us. You inspire our little family business. <laughs> By the way, we're up for family business of the year. <laughs> it's just like, but it, it's coming from a place where I am so overjoyed at what Steph puts in day in, day out. And, you know, I it's my little way of saying hey, you're my hero oh that's lovely and <laughs> and I feel that that's that that's just so 
beautiful and truly, truly honoring him. And I can feel the energy of that in terms of how that must make him feel. You know, that's just such a warm glow. And I can see how that balances is part of creating that balance as well. So celebration is a really key part of balancing and continuing creating that connection with each other. Well, so listen, um, Mel Robbins uh, <clears throat> says, you know, one of the things she's recently said is that for couples, you know, you're at a hundred percent, but you won't both be at a hundred percent all of the time. So just check in with mm. each other and, you know, how can I, how can I do a little bit more to pick you up? How can, and so there's this ebb and flow and, and there is this kind of flow of energy and support between each other um, all of the time. Sometimes though, you have to instigate, you have to push the energy for it to build up momentum again. Um, mm. But it's, it's there and yeah, I've, I've, Mm. I had more than my fair share of support as well. So um, it's it's a joint enterprise. Yeah, you feel that. And I think that's that sort of comes into as well um, decision-making as well. Sort of if you are, you look at your family as you're a joint enterprise, a joint venture, whether you're doing things separately, you know, it feels like there's, there needs to be some involvement from both parties in certain areas to not to have permission because you don't need your partner's permission to do something. But I think there's that appreciation and that connection and that understanding um, around decision making. For, for sure. And, um, you know, but the listeners don't necessarily know that uh, Steph and I got married in Italy um, on Lake Garda and so we we signed up to the Italian vows not the English vows not the I will love honour and obey and all that but the Italian vows that we will live together we will stay faithful to each other and we will contribute to the family in whatever way we can mm. and so that's that's what we do and you know whether at times it's been financial or success or career or adventure or just rest it's contributing back to you know us together as an entity Mm. I think that's a lovely way to end as well about around contribution contributing contributing to each other contributing to the family and then and and then the ripple effects of that indeed and and it needs to be we need to handle that quite sensitively because there are many women who are people pleasers we we do automatically fall into that role and often um, it feels like we're the only ones bringing that to the table. We feel we feel that we don't get that back. Um, but you have the power to put it in. And when you put it in, it changes the dynamic and it flows back or you're able to take some of the energy of that 
um, gratitude and, and compassion for yourself to fill yourself up. So I really want to encourage people to just, just try it. And um, you know, if, if your partner isn't, if it's not working with your partner, then feel good about feeling good and find another partner. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but you have the power to contribute. You have the power to do that in, in whatever way you can. Yeah. I just want to add to that. You were saying, you know, we, we as women, we are givers. We, const- we are constantly contributing. But to have that flow of energy, you need to be open to receiving that back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And as you mentioned before, you had your independent head on. No, I can do this. I can do this until you realized actually it would make yes, I can do this and we all can do this, but how about we make it easier for ourselves and we're more open to accepting that contribution and whether that could be a compliment. I mean, how how usually terrible are we at accepting compliments? You know, it's in creating that environment where a partner can feel that they can offer you help or make suggestions or give you compliments and give you loving feedback without being shut down. So that's just like, because we're good at doing that, you know, so just an awareness of, Mm -hmm. yes, contribute, but also the other part of that is actually open up your heart to receive. Oh, this old thing or, oh, no, it's been in the back of the cupboard all the time. It's like, no. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, and yes, I do need some help, actually. Oh, yeah, that is a good suggestion. Yes. So contribution, but contribution, so it flows both ways. Hmm. Yeah. That was a, a gorgeous conversation full of lovely gems. And thank you so much, Claire, for your vulnerability and sharing more of your personal life. Um, and I'm sure the listeners have found some some things that will help them as well. Just create a little bit of awareness for for you, our listeners, and give you some inspiration and encouragement to 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 do things differently and to be more open in your com- communication. Um, so yes, thank you. And to vote. And vote. 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 Uh, oh, and vote. <laughs> yes. So we'll put the link. We'll put the link in the in this episode. So please vote for <laughs> Stefan's business. And um, until next time, and you know what to do. Please like, share, subscribe, comment. We love receiving your reviews as well. We've had some amazing reviews, so we really appreciate those. Um, and any questions that you have or any topics you want us to cover, just we want to create more engagement with this podcast. We really do want to make some make some noise and help you support you in any way we can. Share a little bit of love for us, independent podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, love that. So till next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments and feedback. And if you've enjoyed it, please click on that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and feel free to share. Join us for our next episode of the Exponential Potential podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change.